Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Do you think it's a big deal, Adrian, that the Italians are going to miss the World Cup for the second time in a row? What? Apparently. Of soccer? Yes. Team Italy will miss out on the World Cup for the second successive tournament. I'm literally reading from ESPN.com. Because they lost to North Macedonia. Not even just like whole Macedonia. North Macedonia. Do you know what Macedonia is? No, I don't. Somewhere in Massachusetts? Okay. Similar type of energy because back in the day, I mean, borders are just lines that we made up, right? Technically. Oh, that's deep. That is deep. Um, Macedonia is where Alexander came from. Like the conqueror, Emperor Alexander. The great? The great. The great. Uh, out of Macedonia, conquered pretty much everything east of that. Constantinople, turned into Alexandria, he made a library, then we burned it down. Because, you know, the wars, they always send, they always tend to settle those scores, right? So yeah, just exactly. lose all the knowledge, all the stuff, but at least North? we have the Macedonian bloodlines still present enough to not just create a team ready to win, but ready to beat the freaking Italians. Yeah, I, How cool. Yeah, and no, I Googled all this and, and unfathomable, like the level of loss to North Macedonia yeah. on the 92, on the 92nd minute. Yeah, no, that, that's that's like crazy. Italy split. Italy is like a powerhouse when it comes to uh, Didn't they win the World football? Cup like a few, like a couple of that, I'm not I mean, sure they won of. the Euros in 2020, this I know, but you know, we soccer do, expertise has kind of taken a backseat of this program. It's hockey season. We do have to say goodbye to a rivalry with the United States in soccer. Where, why? Us in Mexico. What's, what happened? So to, tonight they're playing in Azteca Stadium for like the last time because, and it's for the World Cup qualifying. Mexico wants to play people that are worthy? No, no, no. Well, first off, the United States needs to win again to the World Cup. It's a very important game. But um, Mexico and America and Canada, they're all lined up to host the World Cups. Yeah. So they automatically get in, so mm. it won't matter. And then by the time that it won't matter because of hosting and automatically getting in, in 2030, the team pool goes up. So it'll be 48 teams will be in the World Cup. So at that point, you know. Just qualifying is different. Yeah, You're not so getting the, the crash course, instead the of three, Yeah, instead of three sure. uh, in, in their, their region, they're going to get six. Um, so end of a... End of a rivalry that that's filled with a lot of 
just a lot of anger towards each other. Absolutely. And P being thrown. Those scores trying to be settled, but at least we're trying to settle them on a, on, a, on a sports field versus, you know, just out in the world like we do in other places or have done at other times. But we cannot say that the battle lines in the NFL are the same that they were probably like four months ago. Because we've had so much movement this season. An unprecedented season. We're going to make that word great again. Um, Damn right. In terms of big names moving. And this morning, I briefly turned on ESPN to at least say I did some prep for the show before I ended up coming into the office to actually do my prep for the show. And I saw RG3 on there. And RG3 said on ESPN this morning that the Raiders have the best offense in the AFC West. They actually like even threw back to, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, where they're saying, or he said, they're one wide receiver, one away. Like that's that's true. I'm like, otherwise I can't really put him in this conversation. Well, we took care of that freaking problem yeah, by trading for Devontae Adams, baby. Yeah. And so when he says you have the Devontae Adams, you have your um, Hunter Renfro always there in the slot. You have your Josh Jacobs. You have Darren Waller. Derek Carr is a damn good quarterback. This we know. Like, that's a very good offense. That's a really great offense before we got news that Tyreek Hill was no longer going to be in this division. But once he left, I think that really put the nail in the mailbox of all of the new addresses that we're going to be sending these power invitations to. Uh, to Sean Reed of The Athletic, he tweeted it out earlier this week um, that the Raiders now have the best duo and damn near trio of wide receivers yeah. in the division. And now it's 100% fact because it's just Travis Kelsey. Um, yep. you know, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who we haven't he hasn't really been given first chair duties to yet. And I'm, I anticipate him rising to the occasion very well. Yeah. But we it remains to be seen. And as we mentioned... Everybody in this division has gotten better. So when RG3 was talking, he said, Raiders offense, Chargers offense, Broncos offense, Chiefs. How do you feel? I feel like I'm going to trust. This is going to sound dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting the Raiders. Um, just not only with, with, with Coach McDaniels, I think Derek Carr last year, he, he threw his most interceptions than he ever has in the season. But I think I like the mentality because it was also his most aggressive season. Yeah. And obviously due to circumstance and some of the things going on, he tried to make something out of nothing. A lot of with, comeback victories too. Yeah, with, you know, no disrespect to Zay Jones and, and some of the uh the wide receivers that are out there. This is going to be a different type of style. Mm-hmm. So you're matching the talent with the aggressiveness and kind of where the league's going, trying, you know, moving the ball down the field and not trying to do it a chunk at a time. And I think that the layer that we didn't have last year where Josh Jacobs didn't have the best season, um, you know, injuries and that offensive line needs to be shored up. But now you can run it because that open that passing game is opening the box. up. You yeah. can't. You can't. And so just by getting one less contact point for him so they can't have that extra defender and have him stumbling down. And whether it's it's confidence, whether it's just wear and tear, he wasn't at, as you mentioned, he wasn't at his best last season. But this really allows him that, that time and space and the offense, the malleability to really get creative. 
I remember talking, maybe it was about Zay Jones or, or another one of the young receivers. And I remember Derek Carr was talking about like, yeah, we're, we're getting that, that trust built up, like where I, I feel like I can throw him that ball because there's the trust between like that you and I have that you're going to catch it for me. And then there's the trust that you're, that you're going to do that in this moment. And we know that he's going to have that trust with Adams too, like automatically. And so just think of like all the like little things, little reps that add up that have to be done to the 110th degree that only need to be at like say 70 percent not saying effort wise but just with that extra 45 where, where can you put that what does that do like time is money money is, is is edges and now we got rushers on both sides yeah and and one thing too like if we're going to talk offense specifically yep. um and i don't think i was able to put it into context last uh last week when the trade was made because of all the craziness is that with green bay Devontae Adams, not only the times that Aaron Rodgers threw to him, he was responsible for 33% of the passing game. Mm -hmm. A literal third of the passing game was just him and Aaron, and it wasn't like this was a surprise, right? No. Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers. So with all that pressure and all that attention, and now you're bringing it to this team where on one side you're going to have Devontae Adams, on the other side you're going to have Hunter Renfro, who is honestly one of the best route runners in the league and precise and making sure the cuts and everything mm -hmm. is on time and Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends. So what are you going to do? Because now you're going to have to put more attention on one side with Devonte, and that's just going to free up Darren and Hunter. Mm -hmm. And that's a very, very, very good situation to have um, for the Raiders specifically offensively. Yeah. Keep your opponent on their heels and second guessing what you're doing. That's the best place or the best Thing that you can ask for. We know that the AFC West has certainly taken a step and is arguably the, the strongest division that we may have seen. What other division do you think is in at least a close 2A? Where, where is that ranked for you? Uh, to me, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to stick in the AFC, mm. um, and I'm going to go to the North. You're going to go AFC North? Yes, because All I right, think... So let's rank these offenses, shall we? <sighs> Do we want to rank? Let's rank the North, or we want to yeah, finish AFC off North. All right. So well, for we, me, okay. I'm going to go Bengals, mm -hmm. especially with the offensive lineman that they picked up. Facts. Balti. Baltimore. Um, God, they got to stay healthy, though. They got to stay healthy, and who knows what they can do with the madness and who's going to be traded next? Because they do need another wide receiver. And they've been surprisingly quiet. Yeah, you're right. They do need another. They need another wide receiver. And then we saw like somebody tweet at tweet out, "Oh, what about like Mark Marquise Brown or whatever?" And then uh, Lamar's, Lamar's like, like, "Hell no, nah. <laughs> yeah, get your ass out of here." Yeah, he shut down Bill Barnwell fast. Um, and then I'm going Cleveland. Um, I'm going to put Cleveland fourth because I'm not sure if Deshaun's going to be able to play. True, but I still think that they have that great offensive line and Nick Chubb. Um, and that running that's one of the best running back. If you tandems. know Case Keenum is your starting quarterback, are they still third place? Well, no, it won't be Case Keenum. It's Jacoby Brissett. Oh, Case Keenum well, was traded. It, sorry, if it, if it's Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I, I told you. No, we don't know who where anybody <laughs> is anymore. Yeah, no, I still put him third place because I do not trust. Like I'm not, I'm not riding with the Steelers. They got to show me some offensively. I I still think their defense is going to be solid, um, and there's not going to be a let off in terms of defensively who's their, who's for the Steelers. Who's their running back? Uh, the, the kid from, oh my gosh, Lizzie, why do you do I'm this? sorry, you look that up. Because um, like, I, I feel like that matters too. Because rookie season, the kid from Clemson. Oh my God, why is he not in my head? They're for sure going to be going with a, uh, probably more an RPO. Or Najee Harris. More. Najee Harris. Which he, he was used a lot last year. Right. Um. So at least he, he got he got the bulk of, uh, of those carries. Do you think they're done catches. adding quarterbacks? I think they bring in one more. 
I think they're mm. waiting to see what pieces fall. There's no way unless they're fully ready to suck, which might be the best, which I think is probably the best thing for them. But I don't think that defense is because a few couple weeks ago we were saying, well, if Aaron Rodgers just goes there, then that team's ready to maybe win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I I think that they're close, but they're not willing to overpay because they just paid T.J. Watt a crap ton of money. I I think that's an interesting question. Um, Everyone, like obviously the the two the two big names that are sticking out are Jimmy G and Baker, and I think they're Cam even though. uh, I don't think that staying away from that. I I don't, but like Tomlin wants to bring in competition, and like you said, you got to keep things cheap too. I agree. Like Jimmy is is a huge is a huge thing, but based off of the amount of Trey Lance questionable slander I've seen just peddled out from the the general um, faucets that we get our news, I don't think the 49ers are gonna. I, I think that's a lot less of a done deal. Yeah, and I think might, Jimmy could very realistically end up playing for San Francisco this year. Yeah, which is funny because the, the, and that's what's been the talk these past couple of days that Jimmy's going to return to 49ers and Baker might ultimately just be released. Yeah, um, I do there's think not enough chairs. It's musical chairs. When you bring up and I automatically went to free agents, I forget that they might they might get that uh, picket kid with the small hands, the kid who went to Pittsburgh oh, in the draft. Yeah, so Pittsburgh looking might, at him. It's yeah. so weird now seeing him, like, let me see your hands. Well, like, really? Lindsay, but I got to be honest with you, and, and I didn't know this as the story was coming out, and we all lost our minds over how small his hands were. He did lead, like, the NCAA in fumbles. Like, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. It is, and in cold weather, and he obviously— I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify, like, hand size as the reason why I'm not picking you. It just that that wouldn't be. Th- yeah, that's not the quantifiable like if that, difference. If it's coming down to that, I feel like the scouting department maybe needs to find another rock to look under. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That can't be the determining factor. Um, I do think it is a factor, and of course we overblow it because of how just. Well, just and then how once odd. one team says like, let me see, let's get a protractor out, <laughs> then the next one has to be like, well, I brought a measuring stick, and I'm not. I'm like, well, if size doesn't matter, why are we competing in size? Yeah. Um. So ultimately, I think they might pick up one of these quarterbacks. Um. Yeah. And, and I think Pittsburgh's the most likely landing spot, though, for I think for whoever is next up for the biggest fish, because they're they're true. the team that has the most open job and the most ready-made roster left. And the, the just like the Ravens, that front office is respected and yes, and you know absolutely. Also known. Tomlin's a, it's just a different it's a different feeling around there for absolutely sure. Yeah, the AFC North. It, if if Deshaun's playing, it that's a very strong division. I think. Uh, AFC South, mm, still not really convinced. I, I need to see like better play from from Houston to really want to like talk about them at length. Or will the Colts bounce back? A- the NFC is so weak. Like every single division besides the NFC West, I'm like, all right, maybe one of these teams, maybe two, is decent. Like it, it's very odd to see how how everything is shifted and how. The arms race of the divisions, because we saw the same thing happen last year with the NFC West, and then we trade for Matthew Stafford, and then Arizona gets some people, and then San Francisco gets some people. Well, it's AFC West this year, and things have progressed a little bit. But when it comes to like the NFC South, Tampa's obviously at the top, but the other three, my God. How do yeah, you figure that much. out? Be like, take the unders every damn freaking time. Yeah. Who's the quarterback in New Orleans? Well, it's Jameis Winston, who's coming off a blown ACL. Already playing, already selling those T-shirts. Eat that, eat that dub, eat it up. 
hate the Saints. His backup that played a couple games for the Saints, Trevor Simeon. Uh, was oh, actually, yeah, from the Vikes. Yeah, he's, he's here. Uh, he's in Henderson as we speak. The the uh, Raiders are looking at him oh, to see if they bring him on We don't want to bring Peterman back for the fifth season of Reclamation. <laughs> uh, I guess we have to have somebody as a backup right yeah, when they're like, gone. If I'm Atlanta, I'd probably pick a quarterback or you just have one of those developmental years. You become one of those, those teams that basically looks for the Jacoby Brissett's. And, and just kind of bridges until you get enough capital of, around your team where you feel like you want to trade up for someone or that you're ready to go chase some uh, free agency tail. God knows what the Panthers are doing. I don't know. If if they're having this much trouble getting people to want to go there, maybe we do need to take a look at Matt Rule with an H. No, honestly. And and Sam Darnold. Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like, I still don't agree with them moving on from Teddy Bridgewater. And that rubs me the wrong way because it's just Teddy. Teddy is, like, the nicest person ever. Um, the Minnesota Vikings offense is ahead of the Green Bay Packers for me right now, and that's kind of weird to say. I mean, yeah, because they even uh, the Chiefs signed uh, uh, Vontez Scalding, so another yeah. another piece of that Chiefs. Oh, they have well, they have Jeremy Lazard. That's about it. Ba- yeah, basically Lazard. Unless Bakhtiari can start catching passes. Yeah, and they got of course they got they got Aaron Jones, so they got a solid running back, but. Yeah, man. Aaron Jones of, is only good when you have other options to take away from him, and that's what, why he did so well because, for once, the receivers had somebody to take away attention. And, Lindsay, you'll be proud of me mm. that this year, I will not say it, I will not talk about the talent that is surrounding Aaron Rodgers after signing that big Zen contract. Master Raj. And that, that, that assumption of just they haven't get, given him anybody after signing that contract, and there's no way in hell he didn't know that Devontae was going to leave. There's just no way in hell. So whatever happens, wherever the chips may fall, um, look, this this is what you got, Aaron. Go make the most of it, superstar quarterback. Yeah, and until I see whatever the new thing is is going to be in Chicago, Detroit's third for me offense-wise. Because the new coach guy who bites off kneecaps, you're going to have another year of inspiration with that. Goff. He's not exactly going to win you a championship, but he can get you the job done. And that didn't they have a late season win, couple wins where it was just out of nowhere. Maybe they didn't win all year, and it was their first win. And I think he had a big throw down the stretch or something. And it was just like one of those character things that just shows you like, hey, things can get better from here. You really don't like Justin Fields, huh? No, I do. I don't. I don't like the Bears. I. 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 I Remain. It remains to be seen whether this organization can put him in a in a position to succeed. That's what I'm waiting for. They're like the I'm trying to think of like an equivalent. They're like the they're like the Timberwolves before this year. It's like they're trying really hard, but they they have the wrong people, and you're and you're heading to the wrong direction, and you're spinning your tires. But if this is the, if this is the right build, like Lovey Smith wasn't that bad. John Fox wasn't that bad. Like our yeah. last guy, he was. They put him in no position. To find any mediocre mediocrity, let alone success, and so I just want to give him space before I put expectation on you know because he's listening. And there another there's another team of like what's that wide receiver core going to look like? Yeah, um, seriously. I, I think that it, it, I kind of have not I've lost sight of how good this wide receiver just draft class is. So for a lot so of that's these where teams, you think of that, that yeah, a lot of it's hap- that's so interesting when we're seeing that the wide receiver signed for such big money, but makes sense why the Chiefs would be willing to move on from him too. And I think that another... He's from Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and Tyreek, and I didn't realize and I forgot some of his off-the-field issues which made him a fifth-round pick. So the value that they got for him over these years has been outstanding. Yeah. And then um, this this info came out 
um, as the dust has settled with the trade. And I'm not trying to scare Raiders fans, but the Chiefs now have 12 picks in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, more than any, no team has more than them. Uh, they own two picks in the first round, second round, third round, and fourth round. All right, Patrick, so, we're going to find out how your progression and leadership is going. Yeah, and and Cooper Cup uh, and some of these dudes that like we we talked about it once I got traded. Like all that value looks really good. Yeah, who's to say they don't talk to the agent and be like, hey, reach out to them and maybe uh, I could get a new deal because obviously everybody wants to be the 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 number one paid as every year and every day just well, switches. It just depends because Cooper Cup I think is getting a few endorsement deals thrown his way and he wants to run it back and sometimes yeah. you have that that willingness to take some haircuts. But I mean, we were talking about wide receivers getting cut like the Jarvis Landry's and stuff. And that's true because there there's there's a squeezing out of the edges of the middle class in favor of more younger talent. And especially with a draft class like this coming up, it makes sense why like if you're on like that edge of thirty or a little bit north of it, that even if it even if you do have stuff left, that if your ba- if your last contract is like, you know, 15, 16 mil, you're not going to sniff it. So it's almost like you, it's, you, you've met a crux point where the demand is for your particular skill set at your juncture is so low. And then how do you devalue yourself so low without it being like improper, right? It's, yeah, it's such a it's such a crapshoot, and it's just like all within like two or three years. Because in two or three years, we'll be talking about all these free agent deals that we were deciding to just be like, he's junk, he's done. Like I can't believe they got him this much money, but that's just that's what the business is. And not only that, and from a player's perspective, like even when Jarvis specifically, like these are the last chances for them to get that big money, exactly. Which is why they're not or being land on a as, team that is on a trajectory yeah, for championships too. Hundred percent. And and before we go to break, I just want to we have to at least bring it up. Uh, Mile High Stadium was on fire today. Yeah. Let Russ cook, huh? Yeah. Let's ride. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody was hurt, so I'm very happy to hear that. But we Let's were ride. watching, you know, the literal rows, like, on fire. We believe it's under control now. But I saw, I was like, oh, firefighters aren't sure what happened. I'm like, what, in the hour since it's trans <laughs> since it's transpired or yeah, transpired I, or it whatever? It wasn't just so everybody knows. There wasn't some weird event or some well, tour going on that and, we and, know and, of. And, and you got to give these people some time. We have investigators for this. Why we got to know this second? Who started the fire? The There's Raiders a fire. Did. Let's just be happy. They're oh, scared. Maybe. The Raiders. It's like the lightning strike come down and smite the Broncos. I don't know, but we got to ride on along. Let's ride. Exactly. Two our hockey conversation. Gold Knights playing the Predators tonight. I have tons of notes from the last time the Preds were in town. They were victorious in that vic- visit. So let's hope that times are a changing. Other side of the break. Bringing the sneaky beavers back to the yard. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Listen to this, sneaky beavers. They thought I was done. I told them I'm just getting started. Hashtag, let's ride. Four minutes ago, from their Twitter account, from Mr. Russell Wilson, let's ride. No one told him about the fire? No, nobody told him. <laughs> He's like, it's just for my throws. It's Absolutely. what we do. You want to know it's why? It's a sign of something. And let's ride. Let's ride, baby. Uh... Golden Knights really need to do their best to not be taken for a ride tonight. I mean, the Predators are, are a good hockey team. They're fresh off of a, a 6-1 to one drubbing at the hands of the Los Angeles Kings. I watched it. It was over after the first period, and so sometimes those games almost feel like they're they're not real because the result is just so skewed because it's over so early. But 
this is a team that has really remade its identity relatively quickly. And a lot of it has to do with their reliance on physicality and a name that you need to know going for it, be that tonight and just, he might be in that uh, Calder trophy conversation for, for top rookie. But I think he's going to be one of those pros that does a lot of things well, other than score goals. And that's Tanner Janot. And Tanner Janot is just one of the several rookies that the predators have that have not just made contributions. They have been the most prolific rookie class in the league that have scored 34 goals, which is top in the NHL, compiled 92 points and account for 16% of the team points. Uh, we another family affair tonight as Alexander Carrier. I think that's Will Carrier's brother. Uh, he plays defenseman though, but he's third in rookie assists with 21, which is already a team record in one season. And they even have a, a couple guys in the lower part of the lineup. I mean, Janelle's on that third line, but Tomasino's on the fourth 10 points in his last 13 games, including uh, three goals on the power play in his overall total. And this is a this is a team that's used to being kind of under duress, Adrian, because they're 22-10-3 when outshot by their opponent. Just think of what that means, right? Just think of like what type of game you have to play to be able to turn what seems to be momentum going the other way for towards your opposition and actually figure out a way to make it your own, and do it consistently. Like, they play in their D zone. It's a physical team that earns offense on the forecheck pretty much everywhere except for their top-line talents. Uh, and as I was watching briefly, like, one you know clip on YouTube from a few days ago, this is a team that doesn't overcomplicate. They have plenty of space to work because they physically earn their apprehension of the opponents because of that physicality. And that opens up shooting lanes for their top talent that don't stick-handle chances away and with that, you have fewer disrupted bouncing pucks and fewer turnovers. And it really stops and starts offensively with their defensemen. Roman Yossi has been unbelievable this year. He's absolutely in the Norris Trophy conversation. He leads the NHL defensemen uh, in points this season. Uh, 78, 18 goals, 60 assists, is on an 11-game point streak. He is the definition of doesn't overcomplicate things, uh, Adrian. He doesn't over stick handle he collects it and he sends it or more importantly he just shoots it right away he has a great vision for lanes in the ice and and just gaps as he's coming into the offensive zone and a wrister that does not sail it's almost like he has that lower follow-through he has that diligence to understand that if I'm going to rip it up high that my follow-through needs to stay low because otherwise the puck will continue on that trajectory but when it comes to that top line we're talking about the Philip Forsbergs who's been playing really well even though he was rumored to be like a trade option, which I don't understand because he's one of the best puck put protectors in the league. He has, uh, before their game against LA the other night, Adrian, he was on a seven-game point streak, 17 points in that span, including eight goals. And he set two franchise records this week. Yeah. Most goals in a single season with 35. Great number. Uh, and then <laughs> most goals, uh, again, on Saturday in franchise history with his 211th on Saturday versus Toronto. He doesn't lose speed and physical contact, which is a, a great skill set to have. And he always has his head up when shooting. Again, very weird to me that he was a, a trade piece, apparently. But he is on this roster, along with Tanner Janot, along with Mikhail Granlund, uh, who's a great distributor with unbelievable vision. Can hold his own physically, but he's not going to push anybody over. He's not going to be pushed over, but he's not going to oppose his will. And he essentially invented the Michigan goal before it was the Michigan because he did it as a member of the Finnish national team. And that's it started on YouTube. Just so you know, for your historical record, Adrian. Thank I you. Know Thank you. I'm it's writing this expensive. down. It's expansive. As is um, 
the point total for Matt Duchesne. He had his 10-point streak snapped against L.A., 20 points in that span. But he's really good around the post, around the net mouth, and he can get shots off from compromised physical positions and tight spaces. So they, the defensemen in front of the net for the Golden Knights are going to have to not just be around him. You have to be in position to disarm him because if his arms are free, bumper bolts isn't going to work. He's going to collect and he's going to find a way to get a shot on goal. And I don't know if you've noticed, but our guy, Logan Thompson, he's an excellent athletic goaltender, but he abandons his post very quickly. It's a little bit bothersome for, to me, but he's still young. We're still developing and he's still very early on in his NHL career, but that could be a vulnerable spot that will be targeted by the National Predators and specifically Matt Duchesne tonight. Uh, their power play is pretty damn good, 25% or just a hair under that. And on the road, it's actually better, 26% third best in the league. Penalty kill 12th overall, but better on the road, 10th overall in the NHL. Only one shorthanded goal this year. I think the Golden Knights have like six or seven. But what does it say if they have a better power play or penalty kill than we do, even though we have more shorthanded goals? Much less opportunistic mindsets, right? Much more conservative, earn momentum the old way, which is blocking shots and getting clears rather than looking to get pucks turned over and go on the offensive. Just some notes that I wrote down on my note cards from their last matchup, which was on the 4th of January. Um, I wrote, Nashville checking VGK players at least a foot further away from the boards than usual. It's like they're willing to give you a full lane so they can use the full force of the car wash. Uh, it's like a poke check versus a sweep check gap comparison. I was just very surprised that they were giving them that much respect along the boards, but then it was like a bigger hit. It was it was like, you know, uh, in Jackass 2 where they hide the uh, punching glove behind like the sign and they get like yes. man to read and just boom! Yeah, That's yeah. what kind of they were doing. Just And it was incredibly effective against the Golden Knights. But a large part of the success for the Predators for the New York Rangers has to do with the ascension of young goaltenders immediately after Legends. Like, you go from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shesterkin, and then you go from Pecorine to UC Soros, who is an unreal netminder. He doesn't get as much love because there's a lot of great play going on in other teams around him, but he's 31, 19, and 3, 2, 4, 8 goals against, and a 9, 2, 2 save percentage. I took a ton of notes on him the last time there. I think that's what I spent the majority of the game doing. Sorry if it gets a little bit goalie heavy, but if you need this is your thing. This I got is your you. Thing. But if you need to stop me to like uh, clarify, because there's there's some uh, jargon here for sure. You just let me know. Uh, again, this is from their matchup on the fourth. Wide and shallow stance, patter feet, claw knees down like a skipping rock, and you drop after a light rotation. You with me so far? Oh Visualizing yeah. Visualizing this. He's 5'11 and 180 pounds, and so that's very undersized in this league. There's a lot of six foot four, six foot five, six foot seven goaltenders. But that means he relies heavily on edge and momentum in tight. Uh, has to be a good mover and play more conservative in his gaps, meaning he just can't t- make as many risky decisions. He can't go out as far because he doesn't have the benefit of a big body. He has to play his angles a lot more true. Uh, he slants in his blocker an extended ramp of a stick. He gaps to the rush in the neutral zone. That matters for timing because it's sometimes if you go out too early, then you end up getting back too far in your in your net too quickly. But he throws his hips and he uses his edges like a defenseman in transition to use the momentum and to set and keep his gap. So instead of that stop and start uh, that we see from most North American goaltenders, he is a Euro step and glider. And that really serves his undersize and his ability to stay in plays despite being so small. 
Uh, in terms of just how he kind of sits in his stance, he tucks his elbows in and lets weight rest on his forearms and his wrists, which allows for quieter holes around uh, his hips. Those hip sneakers that go right through, those are the worst. Time out. He, okay. Time out. That's where you, that's where you pause. First, first off, I, I think I get it so far. He's a short king. Yep. That must a be smart. King. Yep. Must be smart. Yep. Um, hip sneakers, though. Those are the pucks that are aimed kind of almost two feet off the ice. So when you're going down in your butterfly, it sneaks like right under your elbow oh. and in your hip. And they're very awkward because it just depends on like how you hold your hands and, and how long Got your limbs you. are. But regardless, he does a really good job of tucking his elbows in and not allowing those holes to open up. And that's important because he's a small guy. And if his arms are too far away from his core, away from his body, he's not going to be able to move efficiently either. And so he really has to be this kind of like micro package. Um, he's really good at blocking pucks down and almost like an emphasis of that and which means there's minimal mess because he expects it and he retains his weight in position because he has to be extra efficient um, that allows him to make a play on that rebound so he's never like out or or rocking back and forth like I said he he needs to be able to snap back into place quickly because he doesn't have the benefit of size he juts his hands into his lead pushes and his post to post and he and he and he works that momentum up uh, battle bot mode, but very selective. PK is a little bit more conservative in, in the way that he plays. He doesn't interject into angles or towards pucks as much because, again, he cannot be caught out to dry. And he has this very interesting heavy lean that he does to peek around traffic. When you watch him play tonight, if he's in the net, if there's traffic in front, you watch him how he, how he basically looks around the trees. He looks around the bodies. He has to really take himself out and around and that's an advantage that the gold knights can have that's where it's like oh if he's looking around to the left side that means you probably should shoot right but you have to wait wait until there's a screener because he's going to see that you are going to make that pass or that shot and he already anticipates that and so he's just a he's a net minder that's had to deal with a lot of lack and when you have that you end up with really really interesting athletic fluid net minders and ones that can keep a calm in a very very distinct storm and so that's why even though they're getting outshot every game and they're finding ways to win it's a lot to deal with him and his rebound management and just the style that he plays i like it i've written most of this down and i'm getting to i mean you wrote this down for me to read practically right don't don't give out our secrets (laughs) um the weird thing that i'm getting right now as you preview these games is i'm happier now when you tell me the teams that we're playing are better teams because the worst teams we're losing to, and the good teams we're beating. So hopefully... At home we are. That's true. So That's hopefully true. some of this mojo, and like you said, the Kings scored six on them uh, their last game two days ago. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully. I mean, the roster for the Knights last year would have matched up a lot better because they are much more physical, much meaner. But, you know, they the Gold Knights can't be put into the submission, submissive position, be that by scoring or be that just by gameplay because they have found ways to do both. And so it's it's a big test tonight, and they got to start scoring some goals, just straight up. Are you still worried about? So I think um, Coach Pete talked about um, uh, Martinez and how his injury is still. I don't expect him back this season. Yeah, day to day. Are you worried? Like I don't know. It just I'm, seems I'm like a scary. I'm past worry. I'm past worry. I I I'm in the I'm in the dejection phase. Really, it's because as I'm looking at this IR, which was provided by like Golden Edge, they kind of put it in a nice little graphic. Mark Stone IR, Alec Martinez IR, Robin Leonard IR, Brady McNabb IR, Riley Smith IR, Max Pacioretty, who was apparently on the ice this morning. At practice, maybe he's playing. I don't know. Technically, in this graphic, he's on IR. Nick Hag is injured. Luan Passois is out. White Cloud and Amadio both have COVID. Jeez. 
Like that's a ton of money, a ton of experience, and I'm I I don't I don't expect good things for this team. I I said it three weeks ago. I don't think they're making the playoffs, and they haven't shown me otherwise since. And so today is another opportunity for them to change my mind, to change it your changes mind, tonight. to change their luck. It's technically still in their destiny, but as I previewed earlier in the show, almost every other team that is competing against them for these playoff spots are moving in a positive direction. And the Golden Knights are not only moving in a negative direction, they're regressing. And so they need to be the highest energy in the room. They need to find that in their game and in their individual selves because Nashville's going to show up. Nashville's going to hit you. Tanner Janot is going to get his tonight. And so you better be ready to to steal some souls and you better be ready to put away some rebounds and and win some some 50-50 battles in front of the net. we got to talk about everybody's favorite subject to close out our show. Uh, Major League Baseball, how much these teams are worth and how much they're spending. Let's see how great the wealth disparity truly is. 1140 The Bet. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. They can imitate you. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
There is no topic that I would rather close the show with than talking about this particular group of rich white guys. <laughs> I might cry this segment, Lindsay. Yeah, even I just like when reading these numbers, I just get pissed. No, I'm, like, are you at that point where it's just like anytime you see anybody talking about money or complaining about money that it has money, you're just like, please shut up. Well, doing research and finding out more, um, particularly about my guardians now, uh, there's something I'm going to bring up here in a couple minutes that has me incensed. But yeah, no, especially off of this boom and the way we've been covering it and the things that we've discussed with Maury Brown, yeah. where not only was the CBA signed on and here, let's go, let's get this deal from Apple TV, the biggest company in the world. Let's get some money from NBC and Universal and Peacock mm -hmm. and all this money and all this revenue streams and we're good to go, bada bing, bada boom. And then just the absolute difference from the top to the bottom of team spending in free agency specifically in this offseason is disgusting. Mm. So what we have is basically two articles. We have one article that shows us from Forbes what everybody's worth. And then there's an ESPN article that I've been paywalled against and I don't have my login. Stuff. I got you. Shout so out to why Jeff don't I look at the Forbes one and then you look at the other side and we'll just go through it that way. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, facts. Okay, so no surprise here, but the New York Yankees are the most valuable team in baseball. As of 2022, they were valued at $6 billion, a 14% change in the last year. I think operating loss forty million. That's just their minus, but like all the stuff they pay for to make sure everything runs, but it doesn't actually show the profit margin. Of but course. how much money are they spending to field their team? The New York Yankees. A, a decent amount in the middle, actually middle of the pack, which is surprising because usually they're in the top. Mm. Um, well, it's not trade deadline time yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're they they've definitely since George Steinbrenner has passed away. It's a different different. Um, viewpoint on some of the things and how they deal with free agency, but they're in the middle of the pack. But yes, six bill, six bill. Uh, Dodgers are we are the home of the Los Angeles Dodgers here on eleven forty. The bet valued at four point oh seven five billion, fifteen percent up from last year. Uh, operating loss at eight mil. Their payroll is ridiculous. We know this. How much is their payroll right now? I. I do not have the exact, um, but oh, they're that's also not part of the ESPN article. That's talking no, about how I, much I have they pay their players. I have the top, um, the top spending teams for free agency this year, oh. the top five in the in the least. I do know that the Dodgers, um, for a long time, like them signing Freddie Freeman and getting a free agent, um, that that was a big deal and change of philosophy um, because they did a lot of things through trades. But yes, they at least have spent some of that money uh, putting back into the team with Freddie Freeman. Got you. As I go down these four, this Forbes list, the first two, we, it has the operating loss column for the Dodgers, for the Yankees, and then it changes for number three at the Red Sox, and it changes for, I think, everybody going forward. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Now it turns into operating income. So the Dodgers and the Yankees are operating in the red. Everybody else is operating in the black, at least the way I'm seeing it. Um. Bosox, $3.9 billion, make $70 million per year. How much money they spent in free agency this season? Uh, they are not in the top five of most spending teams. Interesting. Well, they've been kind of crappy for the last couple of years. That's why people are kind of pissed off there. It started with the Mookie Betts trade. Um, Chicago Cubs, $3.8 at number four. The San Francisco Giants, I mean, this is a great valuation at $3.5 billion. 
Great set of numbers. Yep. Um, operating income for at $32 million. They've spent some money on free agency, haven't they? Yes, the Mets have, and, and the Red Sox, I think they'll get into the top 10 with them signing Trevor Story. Um, I think that happened last night. So I meant the Giants, but the, both of those oh, also, yes. also work. So, um, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about the Mets. My apologies. But yes, and the Giants, have, they've made some moves. Not anything extraordinary. Not one of these top, you know, top prizes right. um, in terms of free agency. Uh, players. Yep, and uh, I, I lie because you got the New York Mets operating at a loss of $96 million per year. We know that they've spent a ton of money, and we also know that New York lifted its ban on athletes earlier today. Stephen Cohen, I'm sure he, de- I'm sure he donated to all parties involved, but uh, there's super PAC money for that as it kind of under it's understandable at this point to get those rules changed but just so everybody knows exactly where we're at why he is so excited or so urgent to get the season off the ground because we got money to make back I'm 100 mil down down the chute right now guys <laughs> uh St. Louis Cardinals you're probably most pure baseball fandom there is uh value at 2.45 billion dollars they operate at a loss of 35 million what do they do for agency wise top five or not not top five. Who uh, is top five? So your your top five is going to be. Oh my god, I lied. The Dodgers are top five because of that deal. Uh, number one five. is the Texas Rangers, five hundred and eighty million dollars spent. Um, and two players take well, up about five hundred. They're at eleventh ranked valuation at two billion dollars, or just a hair over it. And they are making almost a hundred million dollars per year. One year change of fifteen percent. So yeah, five hundred and eighty mil for the Rangers. They're leading the pack. The Dodgers are second, two hundred and sixty-six mil mm-hmm. uh, with that new contract with Freddie added on to that. Uh the Mets are two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. The Detroit Tigers, two hundred and thirty-five million dollars. The Philadelphia Phillies, two hundred and four million dollars. Uh and Jeff Passan wrote that this year, uh, players have signed contracts up to $3.2 billion in total. It's a 36% increase from last year, and it's the most money spent in free agency. But on the flip side, the, Oakland, the, Athletics, side. the Oakland Athletics have spent $0. The now Cleveland Guardians have spent $900,000. The Cincinnati Reds, a playoff team, spent $5 million so far. The Baltimore Orioles... Eight million. The Milwaukee Brewers. They're, they're making eighty-three million dollars a year too. The Baltimore Orioles. That's BS. Yeah. One year change of minus four percent. That's crazy. And it's crazy. They've made money. They've been so terrible. And then the Milwaukee Brewers round out the top five of least spent with twelve point nine million dollars. This is a team that has World Series aspirations. This is yeah. where we're at. And they have talent too. Is Christian Yelich still up there? Yep. Huge Dealing fan with an of his. injury. I but love he's his batting there. swing. Yeah. Classic. I know he had a back. He's he dealt with a lot of back injuries last year, but it's, yeah, your Guardians make seventy one million dollars a year. Yeah, and and up and twelve percent. What makes this worse is finding out the Dolans have always talked about. You know, we're a small market team. We can't necessarily spend. Cleveland uh, isn't small market anymore. You want a championship. It, it, when you win a championship with LeBron, even though it's a different sport, you're not a small market anymore. Yeah, and so the Dolans that own the uh, Guardians, I was about to say the other name, they have $6.8 billion to their name. They've invested less than a million dollars in free agency after all these deals and things. And their son, Paul Dolan, is running for Senate uh, representing Ohio, Th- and, them and themselves, this, and they call or uh, Jack Peterson called out the Guardians a couple days ago, right? Because he was basically putting the yeah, teams at the bottom and, on yeah, blast, being all, like, "What? What are you doing here? What's the point?" Yeah, they've invested ten million dollars in their son to run for Senate. The Indians, the Guardians, excuse me, less than a mil. Priorities: so we must adjust them, or at least be aware of 
adjustments impending. We've got another show tomorrow to wrap up the week. I think Dominic will be here, so that'll be nice. And uh, hopefully we have a win to talk about with your Golden Knights. Otherwise, be well to each other, but mostly to yourselves. Use your blinkers because people are dying. But otherwise, have a great rest of your evening, people. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.